there is nothing to be ashamed of in enjoying your food. There would be everything to be ashamed of if half the world made food the main interest of their lives and spent their time looking at pictures of food and and dribbling and smacking their lips. We grow up surrounded by propaganda in favor of of, um, chastity. There are people who want to keep our sex instinct inflamed in order to make money out of us. Because, of course, a man with an obsession is a man who has very little sales resistance. God knows our situation. He will not judge us. Uh, he will not judge us as if we had no difficulties to overcome. C.S. Lewis. Hey, guys. It's just Sean here. And welcome back to the Worth Living For podcast. As you could probably tell on today's episode, I really wanted to dive right into the topic of um, addiction, um, especially and mainly uh, pornography addiction. And I just really wanted to talk about this topic because, and I know it's like going to be slightly controversial to say, but I'm really passionate about this topic. I'm passionate about explaining to people that um, yeah, it's not it's not healthy and you know, unless you want to struggle with an addiction for like 5, 10, 15 years, um, you really need to avoid it at all cost. And each individual person, that's going to mean something completely different. It's going to mean um, different ways of um, walking through that um, and overcoming that addiction. And what works for me is not going to work for you. And what works for you is not going to work for me. Um, we're all individual people. And we're all, um, you know, equipped with uh, different capabilities of um, using different things to um, help us to enjoy the freedom and the um, authenticity that God would um, like us to have in our lives, you know. Um, for me, addiction started because I was bullied. Addiction started because I had no self-worth or self-esteem. I had no real, um, I guess you could say authenticity or I wasn't standing on the right, um, groundwork to actually, um, you know, live really well, you know? And so for me, um, you know, addiction crept in and addiction grew and grew and grew. And, you know, the only way to describe, to describe pornography addiction is basically saying that, so, um, someone has thrown like these really sharp hooks and they've just dug themselves really deep and, you know, embedded themselves so far on your spot in your spine that you know you, you can almost spend your whole life trying to dig them out yourself and you get frustrated you get pissed off you get angry and all of those things just get worse and worse and worse because you're trying to do it on your own and you know I found that the only person that actually made a difference in my life was Yahweh the only person that made a difference was was, you know, coming into, you know, God's presence, um, 
spending time in prayer, spending time in my relationship with him. And again, it's not perfect. It's, it's never been perfect. Um, but just that in itself um, made the biggest difference. And, you know, coming on here and talking about addiction, talking about pornography, I'm not, I can't offer you like a 12-step program or like five ways to overcome addiction. I can't do that because what worked for me is not going to work for you. And what worked for you um, is not going to work for me. And I think there needs to be an agreement um, on both sides that, you know, pornography is an addiction. Because unless you um, admit that, unless you understand the harsh reality of that truth, then uh, I believe that, you know, the reason why um, people continue to struggle in this area is because, you know, society and just the media in general has become so sexualized that we just think it's normal. Like, you know, every guy looks at it, every guy struggles with it, every person struggles with it because it's been um, proven scientifically and just generally that um, both male and female, men and women, actually struggle with um, pornography. It's not just a, you know, um, like a one sex thing. Like everyone struggles with this at some point. And, you know, I just wanted to go back and just um, find out the meaning of that um, the word uh, um, chastity because I really didn't know what it meant. Um, but it just means relating to or engaging in sexual activity especially of an illicit or e extramarital nature. Um, I might have to look up, look up more meanings to fully understand that. Um, but I actually got another one here. So definition of unchastity is the quality or state of being unchastity. Examples of unchastity is a sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, all right. I'm just going to look up that on my, in my own time. <laughs> but um, that was just in that C.S. Lewis quote. Um, and, yeah, I might actually read this out again, um, just, you know, for the full impact. <laughs> um, and I believe, from what I'm seeing, it's from his book, uh, Mere Christianity. But it just says um, from the top, there is nothing to be ashamed of in enjoying your food. There would be everything to be ashamed of if half the world made food the main interest of their lives and spent their time looking at pictures of food and dribbling and smacking their lips. We grow up surrounded by a propaganda in favor of unchastity. There are people who want to keep our sex instinct inflamed in order to make money out of it because, of course, a man with an obsession is a man who has very little sales resistance. God knows our situation. He will not judge us if we had no difficult difficulties to overcome. And um, there's also one from possibly a book of his called The Weight of Glory. 
um, and it's just a summary of a man's battle with pornography. And it just says, if if we consider the un the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures footing about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an like a ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea we are far too easily pleased lying on the study sofa i had sensations which you can imagine and at once I knew that, that the enemy would take advantage of the vague longings and tendency to try and make me believe later on that he had the fulfillment that I really wanted. So I so I balked so I balked him by letting the longings go even deeper and turning my mind to the one, the real object of all desire, which which you know my views is what we really what we are really wanting in all our wants, in all wants, which basically um, doesn't even say it in that section, but um, C.S. Lewis is basically talking about having a want and desire to spend time with God. Um, and just going back to, uh, you know, where it says the enemy would take advantage of the vague longings and tenderness to try and make me believe later on that he had the fulfillment that I really wanted. I just really wanted to touch on the topic of, um, you know, when, when you feel lethargic, when you feel tired, when you feel bored, you know, when, when you're in that, um, space of just not really occupying your time. Well, that's when addiction comes in. Um, especially pornography, because you're not doing things that really, you know, occupy your mind, occupy your um, creativity. And so when you're bored, when you're lethargic, when you're tired, that's when addiction comes in the most because it's trying to distract you. It's trying to um, just more or less uh, utilize the space and time that you're not utilizing with other things. And so, for me, I really found that um, addiction was really prevalent in, in in the moments where I wasn't doing much, um, in the moments where I felt bored, where I felt tired, where I felt lethargic. And, you know, in, in your heart of hearts, you're trying to do your best to just not be distracted, to not allow um, something to come in and just tear your life apart, right? But when you're feeling lethargic, when you're feeling bored, when you're feeling tired, um, pornography will come in because it just looks at you like a little helpless sheep. You know, you're just alone, you're easy pickings, and it'll just come in and it'll just tear you apart. Um, and if you're bleeding, if you're helpless, if you're really just in significant pain and just a lot of frustration because you're trying to be free from it. It won't care. Like you could be a helpless bleeding, just hurt little sheep and it just won't care. It'll just keep tearing away at the flesh.
and that's the point you know um in, in the gospels it talks about um uh allowing god to help us overcome the flesh so we can live in the spirit and not making decisions based on fleshly desires but making decisions and choices based on the fact that we've through prayer and petition we've actually brought it to god and not just to our fleshly desires and then giving in to whatever it wants right and but the reality is that pornography is different it wants you to give in to fleshly desires it wants you to make poor decisions because it doesn't care about you and i know i'm kind of talking about pornography as if it's a person and for me in like um some weird sort of way that actually helped me a lot because um i you know it, it just it just helped me a lot because um it, it helped to put it into a context that made sense for me it really helped me to put it into a context that my brain could understand and um another another person that i wanted to so sorry i'm kind of segueing for this one but um i really wanted to also um talk about uh sorry share another quote by another person called um cs lewis But that might be um, for a late episode as well, you know, um, because, yeah, I probably should have just um, brought that up before I jumped on here. But, um, yeah, you know, I think this has been a really good discussion. And um, I just really wanted to say also that um, I hope no one was expecting to uh, listen to this episode and just um, find like a five-step, you know, five ways to overcome addiction. Um, because I don't have that for you, um, you know, and, and in fact, in my opinion, I don't think anybody has, you know, um, because like I said earlier, what works for one person isn't going to work for someone else, you know, um, and I kind of also just wanted to just really dive into why um, pornography is just horrible and why you should avoid it at all cost. And, you know, I, I think that you, we need to avoid it at all cost because if you don't, you're always going to struggle, you know, um, like sometimes we think when it comes to addiction, like, oh no, I got myself into it so I can get, so I can get myself out of it. You're wrong and you're actually lying to yourself we you know you need a support system you need some um brothers or if you're a lady you need um strong women to come alongside you and pray for you be there for you give you advice and i also just want to talk about the fact that um you know there's so many things out there that um are you know beneficial for us and they aim to you know help us um and uh someone a while ago told me that you know 
whenever his wife, you know, goes away on holiday, he will literally uh, give his laptop um, just anything that he, that he can access the internet from. He'll literally just give it to a friend. Um, and then obviously when he when his wife comes back, you know, um, he'll get them back. And, you know, I've even heard people um, will actually cut off their internet access, you know, for a period of time. Um, if, if they know that they're going to be in the volatile situation of just being alone for short or long periods at a time, um, they will just cut the internet off because they just want to, it's a great way to, you know, um, get rid of that fleshly desire because there's no, there's no way that, you know, um, internet's available, right? Um, you know, some people use Triple X Church, uh, which is like an accountability app where you can just add, I, I think you can, now it's gotten to the point where you can just add as many people as you want. Um, but I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would recommend finding some people that you can trust um, and just really strongly make them aware of the fact that if they get any notifications by email or phone about stuff that you've looked at to just contact you and not be scared to. And, you know, there, there's also a place called um, Fight the New Drug and through scientific research and just um, general talking to people, you know, about their struggles. Um, they've got a lot of, um, you know, information and just um, just things like that to help um, people be aware of how damaging pornography can be. And so I would recommend checking out Fight the New Drug. They're, they have a Facebook page, a website, and an Instagram. I'm pretty sure they're on all the social medias, even like YouTube. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's hundreds of other places. Um, but I mean, it's not it's not the main topic. Uh, but there's even places like um, Des Destiny Rescue. Uh, I think it's I'm pretty sure it's um, the A1 campaign, and they they they're both dedicated to rescuing and um, helping to rehabilitate um, young children that have been sold and used in the sex industry, uh, sex slavery. Um, and so if you really want to know how pornography affects people and what it actually drives people to do um, to make money um, off other people's suffering, check them out because it's, it's pretty eye-opening eye stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, there might be a part two of this episode. I, I'm not in the future. I'm not sure at the moment. But um, yeah, this has been my um topic, and you know, if I can start off by just um sharing a bit of my story and just being honest, um, I struggled with pornography for about ten, maybe twelve years. Um, it was just a crazy time in my life, and you know, it just makes you feel so ashamed. Um, so disgusted with yourself, um, it, it ruins and just destroys your self-worth and your self-esteem, um, and for me, it just wasn't a good time, 
Um, I wasn't a good person to be around, and you know, I wasn't even a good time, good person to spend time with myself. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, Yahweh has made such a big difference in my life, and He is literally the only reason why I'm free. Um, and you know, of course, you know, um, I can't come on here and say totally free, uh, because you know, um, I heard from a pastor one time by the name of Tim Ross, who um, you, should, you, should to- you should totally check out Tim Ross' uh, testimony uh, because basically he was sexually abused by our, our family friends at a young age. And um, from that day forward, he struggled with pornography. And he basically said something that really struck accord in me and he basically um said several times during some of his sermons that um it didn't take you know five seconds to get addicted so it's not going to take five seconds to get free and um take that how you want take that as a grain of salt or however you want to swallow that but basically um my understanding is that means you know that don't get frustrated with yourself. If you've been praying for freedom, but you haven't found it yet. If you've been hoping to be free, but it just hasn't occurred yet. Um, just keep praying, um, keep fighting and keep um, involving, you know, your accountability partners and just the people that you love and admire. Keep involving people in the fight. Um, don't try to do it by yourself. I did, and that's the reason why I probably struggled longer than I could have, longer than I should have. Um, But yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Hey guys, so yeah, I just remembered (laughs) that I wanted to add another new segment to um, this episode, and maybe future episodes, but uh, it'll definitely be different topics or whatever. But I just wanted to talk about uh, a video game that I really loved uh, growing up. And this was actually a game that was introduced to my brother and I. Oh, sorry. Yeah, to my brother and I from our cousin. And they had a Sega Mega Drive. And it was a game called um, Streets of Streets of Rage. And it was just so such a cool game. And I don't know the specific terms of the different genres or whatever, but I think it was like a side-scrolling game. Um, you know, like each time you beat up the bad guys or whatever and this, you know, the screen would like slightly move, move like forward and then you could go on to the next parts of the levels and... Basically, um, you ended up um, having to fight the really bad dude at the end. And yeah, it was just a really fun game and got fond memories of um, playing that game with my brother and my cousin. And we used to all take turns and man, that last level was insane. But yeah, that's it's, it's a game called um, it's a game called Sh- Streets of Rage. Yeah, so fun. But uh, yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and see you in the next episode.